Hello, Epic Pony, and welcome to. We are hit by a horse trick and get headed to Equestria as featured on and therefore implicitly endorsed by Equestria Daily uh, as of February 20th, 2022. Look us up, it's the roundup. We're way down at the bottom of the post. Uh, I am Ponyville's Candrelots, beloved Princess Graceful Spark. With me as always is my darling cohort, Spilled Beans. How are you doing today, Beans? So, on our trip back from Candrelot, there was something that I realized about Daring Do, actually. No, not Daring yeah. Do. Um, the Mysterious Merduel. That one. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, man, it would be great if that episode would come out after Twilight had become an alicorn, because then she'd, she'd be the only one that we need. Like, her and Applejack, and that's it. Yeah. No one else yeah, would have to be involved. A real, <laughs> real multi-horse. horse tool. But also, the mysterious identity would be, uh, much <laughs> easier to figure out. Well, it could be one of, like, four ponies. And at, as far as we know, at least two of them are far too large to be the daring do. No, fuck, mm-hmm. I'm di- I did mm-hmm. it again. <laughs> they don't even have a word in common in their names. No, but um, like, they're both like kind of mythical figures for the show, at, yeah. le- at least yeah. as far as I remember. And daring do is a much more enjoyable name to say than the mysterious Merduel. Yeah, yeah. Better alliteration, more thing. snappy. Yeah, also... Okay, it's it's weird that Meriduel is... I don't know why I put in this lesson, but it's weird that Meriduel is like a play on Ne'er-Do-Well, which is someone who does evil. Right? Like, it's... It's just... It's, it's, it's just a bad name, and also, if Twilight had already become an alicorn, it would have been a far uh, quicker episode. Um, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So that's been on my mind the entire trip back. Uh, but uh, hey, yeah, no, you it's... Sh- you, should, you should have heard her, folks. Uh, yeah. It was very cute, and we had to... And I, we had to keep talking about it as if it was some kind of hypothetical, because, yeah. It's, it's information no pony else here knows yet, at least of all Twilight herself. Yeah, that's fair. It's, it's, uh, it's something that I often forget is going to happen. So it's mm-hmm. it's not mm-hmm. something that's on my mind often until, you know, you spend some time in the same room as Princess Celestia and you do remember alicorns exist. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, especially since, like, that was kind of after I stopped watching the show. I mean, I remember her getting the big promotion vaguely, and I remember some stuff after that, but, like, that was when I started to fall off. So, you know, it's hard for me to remember your know, wingling horse. Yeah, I, I, like I only know about it because like you've told me about it. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And you know, it shows up in the Equestria Girl stuff, which I have watched. But you know, that's yeah. a few years down the line. Mm-hmm. We'll get there eventually. Mm-hmm. Oh, I'm so looking forward to it. So, as you've obviously picked up, listener, the episode we're talking about today is uh, season two, episode nine, "Sweet and Elite," written by Megan McCarthy, original Meredith. December 3rd, 2011. And, uh... I'm gonna say this now. I think this is another win for McCarthyism. This is a good episode. <laughs> uh, 
Yeah, you know what? I'll allow it. <laughs> I'll allow it. Uh, 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 all right, so we open on the castle. Here, here we're in Canterlot. Uh, Rarity is like, oh, I'm so glad Princess Celestia... I'm so glad Twilight got Princess Celestia to let me stay at this cool suite in the castle while I'm staying in Canterlot for... I forget why she's there exactly. Oh, uh, her original <laughs> reason. Okay, this is this is an important thing to keep in mind. The original reason she came here was she had to buy some fabrics that you can only buy here for Twilight's birthday present. Mm -hmm. So that's why she's here. Okay, that that sounds right. So apparently, Camelot is far enough away that like you're expected to book. Like, I stay there overnight when you go there. But when they visit for the Grand Gallop and Gala, they didn't like, have to get a hotel room that we know of. I mean... Maybe yeah. Maybe I don't know. I mean, that ended... Like, we, we stopped keeping track of them once once they were just in, like, Donut Joe's donut yeah. shop. Maybe they head somewhere in Cantalot. They went after that. Yeah, I mean, Twilight clearly does have the hookup. She can, you know... Pull some strings, get a place to crash. Because, like, Celestia can, yeah. like, fly down there, you know, or, like, be flown down there with her dude-drawn carriage, you know, within, you know, yeah, pretty quickly. But, like, uh, I don't know, it's weird. Yeah, the distance between Canterlot and, and Ponyville seems to just be whatever is uh, thematically, or, sorry, um, Whatever is, like, relevant for the story, rather than, like, anything remotely consistent. Yeah, like, it's... Because, like, it's all the way up there on that mountain. I can see how it would be, like, a pain in the ass to get to. I mean, yeah, yeah it, took a, it was a pain in the ass for us to get there. But, exactly. like... Uh... The amount of how much of a pain in the ass it is to get to does seem to fluctuate, though. Yeah, and I, I feel weird, like, looking for consistency with this sort of thing. Like, yeah, I watched The Simpsons. Like, you know... There's no consistency with how Springfield's later. It doesn't matter. Like, it's a cartoon, it's whatever. Mm -hmm. um, I don't know. I don't know maybe, but I, I played maybe Springfield Hit and Run, and I would like the show to have a consistent world if I've just had to fucking drive around in it in a, a, a fucking teen-acceptable Grand Theft Auto clone. <laughs> right, Bert? I know. I agree. Now, see, I played... I wanted Hit and Run, but I wound up getting... I think it was... Whatever the Simpsons crazy taxi clone was. Which oh. was also pretty good. Mm. Yeah, unironically, Hit and Run was a pretty good game. Road Rage. It was Road Rage. Ah. Uh, but, you know, I got them mixed up and, you know, which you know, also requires you to, uh, you know, drive around a big computerized Springfield and hopefully understand its, its uh, landmarks and such. <laughs> to, to, to navigate pretty easily? Yeah, I found it. I've, I enjoyed it well enough. Yeah. It's, yeah. Ah. Uh, but, uh, simps aside... Yeah. Uh... Simps off, actually. <laughs> Simpsons. Mm -hmm. This is a simp-free zone. Oh. That's right, Beans. Don't talk about Fluttershy. I'm kidding, I'm kidding. Uh... I mean, I don't think I have to until, like, the end of the episode. Yeah, yeah, she, she doesn't show up for a bit. Uh... Yeah. Uh... In hindsight, it is kind of funny that I do simp for both the fucking Pegasi and the main six, but mm -hmm. I'm not one. Mm -hmm. You're something of a Pegasimp, if you will. Exactly. 
Look, pegging's right in the name. It's fine. Anyway. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Rainbow Dash thinks she can top, but uh, she's not very good at it. Yeah. Uh, very much a, like, you just got to encourage her that it's a, it's a sport she has to win at. And then, and then just keep telling her she's actually losing until, until, you know. Yeah. I'm it's weird. Good grade. <laughs> I'm going to get a good grade at pegging, something that is both normal to want and possible to achieve. The amount of crossovers between The Simpsons and our podcast is increasing. <laughs> yeah, I don't mean to make Rainbow Dash sound like Marge. But just <laughs> <laughs> it's just, it's just you do keep doing it. Yeah. <sighs> okay, so in fact, it took us Simps aside. Uh, it took us so it took us long enough to get back from Canterlot that like I have to look at my notes and like try and reconstruct what happened. Like I remember the broad strokes of what happened, but like I wrote down hoof kissing. Yeah. Um. Because because Rarity is extremely thankful that the princess got out of the room, and just like just starts kissing uh celestia's hooves to which oh. celestia is very very off put right i forgot celestia was like there to welcome her into the suite yeah like celestia oh. yeah celestia just like yeah walks her into the suite yeah like the the, the damn head of state doesn't have better things to do all right fair yeah. enough <sighs> Oh yeah, no, she does like his Celestia's hooves. It it goes on for longer than is comfortable too. Yeah, like to the point where like there's a joke where like the the pimple faced teen unicorn boy, uh which hey, that's another Simpsons reference for you. Um mm-hmm. that <laughs> sees a, a teenager, nice Simpsons reference. <laughs> uh I mean it's just, it's just like a distant relative of Snips, right? Like same hair, same same voice actor, I think. Yeah, it's a uh, like in my head. This is like the squeaky voice teen from The Simpsons. Uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, but yeah, and uh, to the, which, by the way, I I want you all to notice that this this boy has acne, has pimples on his fur, or they're like poking through the fur. I think the point is that they're big enough that they're poking through. Either way, it is mm. concerning. Yeah, I'm. I'm sorry about your horse acne, kid. Yeah, your hackney. But like, he is just loaded down with all of Rarity's fucking luggage. It's a lot of luggage. Yeah, it is like. Yeah, she has like twenty bags. So like, that's where Sweetie Bo gets it from, by the way. Oh, totally. Uh, and uh, it's and he's just like crumbling under the weight he like interrupts celestia to say like hey can i put this shit down like i'm literally being crushed here yeah they do do the good the good goof of him being like okay where do you want it and after asking he just like crumples under the weight and Mm -hmm. and rarity's response is oh uh that's perfect right there actually (laughs) all right thanks rarity yeah and then i think that and then we get our we all rise for our, our national anthem and then, mm-hmm. next up, we Rarity gets condescended to by some fancy ponies. She's like having having lunch. She's wearing a hat, and uh, 
some uh, and some fancy ponies who lured our Jet Set and Upper Crest. I think Jet Set is the wife. And uh, uh no, it, or, uh, it doesn't particularly matter. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They, they are one unit. This, yeah, th this rich guy and his wife are one inseparable horse unit. Yeah, they they came over to ask Rarity about where like where her hat's from, and uh, she's you know in the middle of having some some coffee or something. I don't know. It it's hard to yeah. tell, but like she's about to tell them where where she got the hat in that she made it, and then um, I don't know how to describe this man, this well, horse uh, man. Yeah. So, uh, dear listeners, if you haven't seen this character i'm gonna tell you right now his name is hasty turnip truck god um, that's right it was turnip truck as a last name yeah which um mind you a like implies that like motor vehicles existed at equestria which we have not yet seen like we've seen trains but like we haven't seen trucks but yeah. this implies they exist i mean we also have seen an electrical dam and they know what tanks are so are we in a, like, 1960s? Like, where, where some, like, towns and stuff still haven't been electrified? And that's why it's this way? Yeah, or, like, I suppose a truck can also be, like, a, a handcart type thing, like a... Oh, I guess. Because, like, a, a truck can also be, like, like, in some places they call what we, what you and I would call a train car or a freight car, some places we'll call those a truck, or, like, a hand truck... I mean, yeah. we don't have hands, but, you know, like a... That sort of thing. So I, I just guess realized it, I said 1960 when I meant 1930. I'm sorry. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, like this... These... Yeah, like Ponyville is in, like, the, the Horse Tennessee Valley or something. Like the... Yeah. You know, the TVA just came through. The PVA. There does appear to be a just full-on lamppost in, in the background of this conversation yeah. they're having. Which... Yeah, which makes sense. You know, Canterlot is the capital. It would make sense they would have electricity before every pony else hmm but like and like having a truck would make sense then yeah yeah either way yeah yeah so and uh hazy hazy turnip truck is like a i guess he's like a i mean going back to the the simpsons comparison he's uh he's cletus he's yeah um, yeah he's your stereotypical redneck he's got like a the trucker cap he's got the He's got the buck teeth. He, he kind of talks like this. Uh, very, uh, you know, hey, Vern. Uh, oh, hey, like, Rarity. Actually, I yeah. realized I was going a little goofy with that one. But, like, he is, he is, it is sort of a goofy that he's doing. Also, yeah, he, yeah. his mane absolutely is a mullet. Yeah, yeah. This is, this is Larry the Cable Horse. Yeah, and he's, like, washing windows. Yeah, well, yeah, when we first see him, he's, like... He's not washing them very well. He's all tangled up in, like, some rope. And then he falls to the ground, and he's like, I am his rarity. Uh, We're and, both from Ponyville. Yeah, and uh, that's enough to get Jet Set and Upper Crust, like, uh, Ponyville, that's Hicktown, and leave. Which, um, this episode is about classism, every pony. Yeah. It's not very subtle. Yeah, and, uh, so, this happens. Rarity's, like, kind of embarrassed, I think, because she goes back to her, I want to say hotel room, but it's, you know, her fucking, like, this is, by the way, like, the top of a tower in Canterlot Castle. Like, 
It's not just like a room in Canterlot. It is like part of the castle. It's like the at the top of this big old like Rapunzel ass spire. Yeah, it's a it's a whole thing. Yeah, I'm not sure there's like rooms below her because it's at the top. I mean, there might be. It is a spiral staircase. It might just be like a door in on the other side that we're not seeing, mm. but that doesn't particularly matter. Because she does just basically storm back there and be like, "Ugh, I'm from some some hick town, am I? Well, let me just draw the most fucking Jafar-ass dress you'll ever see. Yeah, yeah, she, like, designs a really good dress out of spite. <laughs> it's very good. Yeah, which, love that for her. Love your rarity. A+. plus. Yeah. Uh, yeah, see, now I can simp. Uh, noted, noted rarity stan. Uh, you. Prince... Yeah, Princess Graceful Spark. Um, mm -hmm. uh, noted rarity stan and Pinkie Pie apologist. We catch up with rarity later and she's levitating like multiple bags of supplies to make this dress. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Which but at this point is for Twilight. Yes, she ha she is. She went to Canterlot to make a dress for Twilight's birthday with no plan of what she was making until she got there. Yeah, or which that kind of makes sense given what we know about Rarity. She is certainly the kind that, like, I mean, she probably has some ideas, but she also might like, the kind of let inspiration strike or see, like, you know, see what the mater what materials are available to her before she really puts anything down in stone. Yeah. but I, uh, I don't know. I just would have expected her to have a bit of a plan first that she yeah. put down. Yeah, because, like, as we've seen this episode, and as we've seen previously, like, she does the sketcher designs out before she makes them. And you see, you think would she we would have seen that, like... Yeah. Yeah. You'd think she would have seen, like, you know, oh, I plan on doing this and this for Twilight, depending on what I can get the materials for. Mm-hmm. But uh, regardless, she runs into Fancy Pants and an unnamed pony who, uh... With the pink mane and like the long skinny legs and the fandom later named, I believe this name was later canonized as Fleur de Lis. I mean, yeah, she after she would, Mark. Yeah, she's got three Fleur de Lis, so that makes sense. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and um, let me tell you, when this pony dropped, with like when this episode aired, the fandom fucking loved this horse. Both I mean, because she was yeah, hmm? she is extremely photogenic. Yeah, like whatever we see her, she doesn't talk. But, like, whenever we see her, she's, like, posing or, like, you know, like, resting her, her four knees, I guess, her elbows, what, you know, humans would call their elbows, but, you know, like, mm. on Fancy Pants' flank and, like, putting her hooves under her chin or, like, you know, she's always doing, like, some kind of fun pose. And she has, like, a, a unique, at least at the time, like, design. I think she might be, like, one of the princesses, but, like... Oh, yeah. yeah, she is Shaved 100% down, like, Celestia just shrunk down a bit with a different yeah. name. Yeah, they shrunk her down, you know, clipped her wings and such, but, you know. Yeah, this this is 100% just a tiny Celestia. Yeah, yeah but, you know. Oh, yeah, the fandom was fucking hard up for unique character designs then. So, like, uh, if you had one, you were sitting pretty. I mean, yeah. I do want to point out, Rarity is a very white pony. Uh, Fancy Pants is also literally a white pony. Uh, Fleur de Lee here is a white pony. Uh, mm, like yeah, yeah. You, the yeah. bellhop, the bellhop was gray, 
ish, sort of. Yeah, with acne. Yeah. Celestia was a white, but like, like the most it is 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 like the the fucking rich couple are like a light yellow and a gray, and our 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 turnip boy was also like a a right. very light yellow that lo- looks like it might be mm-hmm. like a tanned version of white pony. Like mm-hmm. diversity in design just is not a thing in Canterlot, I guess. Yeah, like yeah, like I mean. Both in the sense of, like, this show is animated in Flash and, like, almost all the characters are the same basic body type. Yeah. Um, like, Fancy Pants also has, like, a, I believe a relatively unique uh, design, too. Like, he's, you know, a little more thick-some and he has this really big horn. Yeah. He is, he is, I think he might actually be using um, Big Mac's, like, mm-hmm. general shape, but also has, like, a suit on. So you can't. Yeah spot that yeah he has a suit and yeah a so monocle yeah and his like his horns like look like a carrot like beans here is this lovely little chode on her head very chewable mm. but fancy's like i think it's a little too big yeah fancy's is like you could probably unlock a few doors in the in the fucking <laughs> castle with that horn yeah like, not all the of thing them, is, but... it's like about the same length as fleurs but fleurs is a lot thinner and it looks like relatively normal yeah, but like Fancy's is like, I, th- I think he had his his horn widened. I think there's some cosmetic surgery going on here. There's some rhinoceros in his family tree. Yeah. Uh, uh, but uh, sorry. Go, ahead. No, go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. I was going to move along. Yeah. Um, Because, yeah, like. Uh, Rarity is is apologetic and and fancy pants is sort of brushing brushing her off until rarity just offhandedly mentions she's going back to the castle because like celestia has a room for her and he's like oh celestia has a room for you hmm i think it's good that we've bumped into each other yeah uh i would also like to point out that rarity mentions that Fancy Pants is, quote, the most important pony in Canterlot, you know, where the goddamn president lives. Right? <laughs> maybe, like, maybe it's on a scale of, like, he's very important, but in Canterlot, whereas Celestia is very important everywhere. Yeah, yeah. Like, I assume that's what she means. Like, she means this guy is, like, an influential tastemaker. Yeah. As opposed to me, who's a tastemaker because I make food. But regardless. Mm-hmm. It's a funny comparison to make when he lives at the same town as the damn God King. Oh, yes. can Fancy Pants raise the sun with his uh, his carrot horn? He might be able to. Don't <laughs> we? We don't know. Either way, he eventually does wander off after having invited Rarity to something. Uh, oh, to the right, Wonderbolts the... Derby. That was it. Yes, thank you. Uh, we have a lot of event invites coming listeners so i forgot which one comes first mm-hmm. but i do i do quite appreciate that after he walked away like fleur was posing without directly making contact with him so hadn't noticed he'd left so just like she opens her eyes looks around and then just sort of scuttles off after him yeah it's pretty good Ah, uh, what what amazing trophy wife energy that i'm actually not upset with yeah, like, she knows what she is about. Yeah, she seems to be very much enjoying herself, and she's not being shitty about, like, 
what could very easily be like there is a much worse version of this character that gets like instantly selfish about fancy pants like inviting rarity there's a shittier version of this character that is like really jealous and Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. i don't know i kind of like this this thing just like i'm here to pose and be pretty and shit and as soon as my shift being the arm candy is done i'm out of here (laughs) Like, yeah, like, she doesn't even talk, like... Yeah. She's here to look pretty, and I don't think she even shows up later in the episode. So, eh. That's it. Mm. Yeah, I-, I like her, and I... Yeah. Yeah, I put a little star by her name, because, you know... She does show up later. She at least shows up in Equestria Girl stuff, I believe. And, uh... Yeah. She was a big thing in the fandom, so I feel like I should, uh, yeah. Gotta point that out. Yeah, I had completely forgotten she had existed, just because, like, gonna be honest, I had completely forgotten about this entire episode. Uh, until yeah. we were realizing we had to be going to Cantrell, I'm like, oh, wait. Oh, only Rarity's going, though. Oh, no. Yeah, yeah, I'm, like... I'm glad my trepidation was not, uh, worth having. Not, not yeah. confirmed. Yeah, because I, um... There's a lot of stuff in this episode I remember, but I always forget it's from this episode. Yeah. Um, I think we had the same conversation with the, the like, Feed Mark Crusader episode for me. Mm-hmm. Where, where they, like, go into the forest and stuff. The Everfree Forest. Mm-hmm. The Everfree Forest? Indeed. But, like, I, I remember lots of stuff from that episode, but not as one episode. I thought they, I thought it was just bits from different ones. Yeah, yeah. Megan McCarthy makes some good episodes. She makes a lot of the, the more memorable ones. Again, mm-hmm. I want to call myself a McCarthyist, but regardless... That's uh, a different thing. <laughs> I know, I know. Uh, still funny. Regardless. Yep. Um, so we cut to the Wonderbolts Derby. There might be a little bit of back and forth. Rarity's whole arc in this episode, by the way, is like, Oh, I need to, I need to devote time to working on my... Uh, to working on Twilight's dress, but I keep getting invited to fancy shit and I need to social climb. I don't yeah. know if that comes up here, but, you know, it happens a lot. Yeah, it, it's it's the first thing where she's like, oh, I could I could go to one event and then go back and come back to work on the dress. Mm-hmm. That, that, I, can, I can work that quickly. That's fine. Yeah. Which is like yeah. kind of nice callback to Art of the Dress, mm-hmm. where like mm-hmm. she overcommitted to things. And like, it, it's nice to see her like having that moment to stop and be like, Am I overcommitting? No, this is okay. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. It's good growth. Yeah. Uh, we cut to the Wonderbolts Derby. We we go over the crowd, and um, there are three Lyras on, on screen at the same time. Mm. Uh, Still reusing a lot of those background ponies, huh? Yeah. Like, they have stepped up, and they, they've started to include little nods to, you know, little nods to the, uh, the fans. Like, uh, Bubble Rack shows up in this episode as a, a little wink. But, you know, mm-hmm. still three Lyras. That matters less than, like, Rarity, uh, yeah, Rarity's here at the place, and, uh, Jet Set and Upper Crust are there, and they're shitty to her. Welcome to a recurring thing of yeah. Jet Set and Upper Crust are just like, we don't like this. And then they find out other people like it, and they're like, oh, we've liked it all along. Okay, also, the fact that their name is Jet Set implies that airplanes exist. yeah. Implies that jets exist, which are a different, yeah, different thing than just airplanes. Yeah, yeah, like, ah, uh, which is weird. Yeah, cause like jets were inv- invented in like 
the early 40s, late 80s. So it's, uh, I guess late 80s. Uh, wow. Well, so... Sorry. Late 30s. I'm sorry, my brain is just very bad on numbers. Ignore any the... numbers I say from here on in. I, I looked it up, dear. Uh, so, commercial jet service, you know, for the upper classes, of course, like, showed up in, like, the 50s. I mean, yes. But, yes, but the Nazis had jets. They weren't very good, and almost all of them were fucking crashed intentionally yeah, yeah. by the pilot because that was... You know, the only thing they could really do. Yes. Look, yes. there's some there's some interesting uh, things about how only uh, J Japanese kamikaze pilots are a thing people talk about. Anyway. Yeah, my, my point here is that like, yes. the term jet set comes from commercial air travel. Mm -hmm. it, it's about rich people flying to events all over the world on these, at the time, expensive and newfangled jet planes. Yeah. Yes. Uh, yes. So, yeah, so, they have... I'm, I'm sorry that my connection to this is the weird fucked up things that people try to do because war exists. <sighs> I don't know why so much of my the knowledge that sticks in my head is how people fuck up at doing things because war exists, but that is a lot of my memory. Uh, me? I would rather do fucked up things because war exists. Thank you. I mean, yes. That is a much better thing to do. But that's not how my brain catches things. Regardless, uh, Rarity walks up to the velvet rope. She gets, because Fancy Pants has like a box or whatever, VIP zone. Yeah. And, and, uh, and of course, this shocks Jet Set and Upper Crust. They're like, oh, 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 well, Rarity's going into the cool and good zone. Well, we got showed up. Fuck us, I guess. Hmm. I would like to point out that Rarity, the pony who makes dresses, is the only naked horse in the scene. Yeah. Everyone like else a... is, is in full outfits. She yeah, has she's a, wearing hat. a hat. That's it. Yeah. Which, like, I do love the hat. It's a good hat on her. It's mm -hmm. extremely extra. But also, Rarity? <laughs> Maybe you should have worn something more. Maybe you should have dressed up a little bit more for this outfit. You are the yeah. dressmaking pony. Yeah, she brought, like, all these bags, but she couldn't- she didn't bring any dresses? Also, this is an event where, uh, the most important pony in Canterlot invited her to it. Like, if there was one time for her to have, like, gone out of her way to make sure she had one of her really nice dresses on, this would be it, Rarity! <laughs> yeah, and- What are know, you doing? Yeah, because we see her wearing dresses at, like, other events later on, I believe. Like, multiple like it, yeah so and like even if she didn't like her it would absolutely pack a dress for just such an occasion in case this exact thing happened uh yeah uh so there's a whole thing with like uh there's a whole thing with you know, oh they're talking about which wonder bolts they win apparently it's a race like they're all talking about who, who they think is going to win and, I mean, um, that's what a derby is, yeah? Yeah, yeah. And uh, I have to point out that we get the names of two extra Wonderbolts here. Rapid Fire and Fleet Foot. Why is the horse's name Foot? Why isn't it Fleet Hoof? I never thought about that. Why'd you name your horse Foot? <laughs> What's a foot? <laughs> uh, something's a hoof to do with his name. 
Oh, fuck. What? What? Feet? What? <laughs> Dance on your fucking feet. Uh, the Wonderbolts are fucking feet posting, baby. <laughs> uh, uh, send, send fleet foot pics. Fleet foot Mac? <laughs> uh, yeah, I've heard some of those if Fleet Big Mac Foot Mac was a rumors. fucking Pegasus. Uh, you hear uh, about this Fleet Foot Mac's rumors? Pretty good. Right? Uh. Yeah, Fancy Pants guesses that Rapid Fire is gonna, gonna win, and everyone's like, oh yes, correct. And Rarity's like, uh, uh, nah, Fleet Foot's gonna win. Yeah, because... Rainbow Dash loves her because <clears throat> she's Rainbow Dash's favorite. I mean, I thought I thought thought Spitfire was Rainbow Dash's favorite. Just just Rainbow Dash knows that Fleetfoot's been putting a lot of time into uh, speed training or whatever. Yeah, that might be it. Also, and this this I can never remember like how much of this is like actually can how much is like rolling around in my head, but like in my head, Spitfire is like is more like a. I don't know, whatever you want to call it, a fucking general or whatever, or like a, you know, takes more of a command role or whatever. Like, she's... Captain, I think, would be the, the term yeah, there you most go. There you go. here. Like, you know, she's a little older, she's more experienced, she may not, like, fly so much, she's still, you know, plenty fast, of course, but, like, you know, she's less the one in the races, so to speak. I mean, she is literally in these races, but yeah, she's okay, definitely yeah, not. Yeah, all right. But, like, it's... The Wonderbolt's doing a derby. It's it's all of them in a race together. Like yeah, that makes yeah. sense. And then you know, Fleetfoot wins, and Rarity they ask like, "Oh, well, who's Rainbow Dash?" She's like, "Oh, she's the Wonderbolt's trainer," which is just a pointless lie. Like you can just have a friend who's a fan of the Wonderbolts, right? Yeah. Like I I get that. Like it sounds more like prestigious to be friends with the Wonderbolt's trainer, but like it's a such an easily disproved lie. And yeah. B, like, it's okay to have a friend who is just fond of the Wonderbolts. Yeah, like, you are here at a Wonderbolts derby. Like, if there is one thing to say, it'd be like, oh yeah, this fucking race car driver I think would win the race. Oh, how'd, how'd you know? It's like, I have a friend who's really into keeping track of how all this stuff goes down. Like, yeah. Obviously. Like, yeah, we're all here at the fucking race. Yeah, you probably have friends who give a shit about the race. That makes yeah, sense. Exactly. Because, like, this happens all the time. Like, I think it's adorable to say, you know, if you're at, like, a baseball game or whatever, like, you're going to recognize, or any, like, sporting event, you're going to recognize, like, the guy or the team your friends keep talking about. Yeah. It makes perfect sense. Uh, yeah. it, it's a stupid lie that Rarity starts starts yeah. into. A, a pointless lie that, like, never comes back to Biter, which I thought it was going to, but, like... Yeah, yeah whatever. this one like, definitely felt like it was going to come back. But Yeah, it, because it's such an obviously and easily disproven lie, but, you know... <sighs> Regardless, uh, yeah. All these other, like, unnamed, non-fancy-pants ponies, or they're very fickle, blah blah blah... Rarity does a little wink at some point. I forget why. I think she winks at Jetson Uppercrust. I forget. Again. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, 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 Jetset and Uppercrust are like watching her in the box and, and fucking Fancy Pants, where the fuck his name is, like ends up actually touching Rarity. Mm -hmm. And and they're like, oh, my gods, look at that. Two rich people are being in close proximity to each other. Mm -hmm. Goodness. <gasps> Gasp. Yeah, it's... 
It's cringe. Anyway. Mm-hmm. And then Rarity keeps getting invited to fancy shit. She keeps, like, putting off Twilight's dress. She keeps, like, extending her trip. Yeah, notably, like, this starts with three of, of Fancy Pants's little little entourage having followed her mm-hmm. out. And, like, each one of them invites her to an event that's basically, like, tonight, tomorrow morning, and, like, n- next night. Yeah, and she's like, well, yeah, it's like a charity auction, a luncheon, and a, a, a dinner party or something like that. Yeah. And, like, yeah, she's like, well, maybe I could go to one. Like, oh, no, please, you have to. I wouldn't have it without you. But it's for charity, after all. Yeah. And, uh. Uh, and they're all, like, they, like, pout at her. They're like, oh, please. they like, you know. And then, oh. Uh, we have to just so- cancel our events if you're not going to be there. Yeah, which is, yeah. like. Bitch, bitch, you met Rarity, like, two hours ago. What the yeah, fuck? Yeah. And then we get a song that I forgot was in this episode, and it's a fucking good one. It's a fucking bop. We get the pony every pony should know. I I remember humming this to myself sometimes after having watched the episode. Like, I now had forgotten the episode existed, but, like, when I was younger and watched this episode for the first time... This song was an earworm for me for, like, two weeks afterwards. Yeah, it's good. It's, like, one of those that's been rolling around in my head the whole time. It's good. Mm-hmm. Uh, but Becoming Popular Whips, uh, I recommend you listen to it. Yeah. It's hard to recap songs, but while we're here, um, I forgot the songs where we get this berarity look. Yes. Yeah, th- um. when she goes to the the art gallery, she's wearing mm-hmm. a, a, a beret. Which is, and like also has her hair, like her mane in a different, like. Yeah, it's like very, down. Yeah, it's it's a very like French hairstyle. Again, explicitly France is yeah. a thing that does exist in My Little Pony. Yeah, and it's called France. It's not called France. And again, you know, we, we already have a fleur-de-lis, very, a very French looking horse with the, the fleur-de-lis cutie mark. Mm-hmm. Maybe her talents also speak in French. Who knows? We see photo finish again. Uh, good to see her. Yeah, Photo Finish is is here at the art gallery. Like, the one place that makes sense to see her. I love to see it. She's mm-hmm. round. Mm-hmm. O- always love to see uh, Photo Finish. There's a point where we, like, pull back into this, like, big uh, collage. I feel like collage. Uh, but, like, this big, you know, we start at Rarity and, like, the camera or whatever keeps stepping out. We see, like, a bunch of squares with different ponies in there. And, um... We see a fancy bonbon, and one of the squares is bu- is bubble wrap wearing a paper bag on her head. Oh, I missed that. Yeah, every pony else is dressed fancy, but bubble wrap's wearing a, a paper bag on her head. Bubble wrap, you deserve better. Yeah. Uh oh, Sapphire Shores is there. I forgot about that. Uh, yeah. Yeah, there were about- there were a lot of of ponies on there. When I looked at, it, I was just like, "There's, this is such a very like." fan service shot yeah we get a hoity-toity who i don't think has shown up yet right no he was in um art of the dress okay okay yeah i i i I can't keep all these fucking fancy ponies straight they're all the same horse to me uh we get that uh right underneath it's sunglasses i can never forget yeah yeah. hoity-toity sunglasses we get um that right below rarity is that freaking safety pin guy was popping balloons at that one party i'm upset (laughs) <laughs> I'm upset. Take it away. Take this away. Uh, uh, but and, yeah, Third Ali is there. Photo finish is there. Sapphire Shores is there. The Pony of Pop! Uh, right? Okay. 
I, I am now peeking over your shoulder at this collage you found. Mm, and mm. Uh, bottom left corner, there is one that has like some like real crazy like pixie cut that is like covering half her face. Yeah, with the big pink hair. Yeah. Yeah. I believe that's Damn. what a photo finishes entourage. Yeah. Oh. Yeah, the yeah, the other part of the other one of the entourage is just two squares up from there. Yeah. And also the bottom in the middle. There, I'm seeing a lot of duplicates. Okay, actually yeah, yeah, now yeah. I need to stop looking at this. <laughs> uh, <sighs> because then then we're off to the auction house. Yeah, or the auction horse, if you will. Indeed. Uh-huh. I I do appreciate uh cuz cuz I have been this person in the past of just like the, the they're auctioning a vase or something and like no one's putting their hoof up so so rarity does and everyone's like oh this very fancy fancy dressed uh horse because she's wearing the same outfit she did for uh when fluttershy was a model for photo finish mm-hmm. and and people there were like in that setting were also like oh this very fancy horse is into it clearly clearly it's the right thing so like the entire room starts bidding on the on the vase because Rarity was interested in it. Yeah. And look, sometimes you just got to put down a starting bid so that people see there's some demand so that other people will start bidding. And then you just step out and it's like, well, my job's done. Whatever thing my friend was like putting on auction, it has some momentum now. Yeah. Perfect. Yeah. yeah you just got to break the ice. And like, if there's yeah. one like overarching like moral between this and the uh, most of Rarity's plots have some... At least whenever the show deals with classism or whatever, it's that rich people are, rich trendy people are fickle assholes who only like what's popular. Yeah, decent morals. I, yeah, I do appreciate how much this episode is just like rich people be stupid. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Rich people just want to follow whatever they think the most like popular person in the room is into, and it doesn't matter what they're personally interested in. It it's just whoever's at the top of the fucking ladder. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And Rarity's heading back, and then Rarity heads back to her, her room, and uh, she's like, okay, I, yeah, I have to do the thing, and I think this is around when she, like, she decides to, uh, she has a really fancy dress design, and she's like, well, maybe I'll just do a, a simple one for Twilight. I mean, it's more of just, like, she she puts, like, a ribbon around her, like, mannequin, yeah. horsekin, to to get ready for making twilight's dress and then she like gets invited to other events and like Mm -hmm. there is just a fucking montage of all the events she's at and by the time she gets back like opal is just like pawing at the design being like you should you should work on this i'm Mm -hmm. the shitty cat who scratches everyone when they come by i know you should be working on this right now yeah and we see opal like playing with the dress and like you know hinting to rarity you should be doing this Mm mm-hmm but uh, she does get a her time in Candle is coming to a close, and uh, she's like, but then she gets an invitation to the Canterlot Garden Party, which is the most exclusive fancy event to Canterlot. That's why for the Grand Galloping Gala, of course. Yeah, next to the Grand Galloping Gala, it's just the greatest. Mm-hmm. And it's the same day as Twilight's birthday. Yeah, and... which she has not done any work on. Well, yeah. Part of this is, like, she puts a little bit of a base for a dress around the mannequin and, mm-hmm. like, kind of floats some stuff up next to it that would be added and they never actually end up getting added on. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and then 
there's this whole scene with like Rarity's like, oh well, you know, I can't, you know, oh, but I really want to go to the and like she was she was invited to the party by Jetset and Upper Crust, you know, the two ponies who were bad to her earlier. But you know, yeah. now they've come now they've come around on her because she's fancy and popular and you know the the talk of the town. Yeah. Um, it is kind of funny that this this episode started with Rarity kissing Hoof because God, there is just so much like social bootlicking going on this entire episode. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Love, and it's not even forced. Like Jet Set and 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 I can't even fucking remember the upper crust. Name. Yeah, the two of them are just like they are just desperately looking for boots to just just get, get all the way down their throat. Oh yeah, yeah. Any pony who's familiar with my body of work knows how I feel about horses in boots. Mm-hmm. This is a bad one. This is yeah. boot in horse instead, and that is not correct. Yeah, it's, that's the wrong way around. Come on. I, I've given this you is, people this so This is many failing examples. to win. Uh, love has lost on so love many Love has lost things. today. Uh, if, you're, if you're listening to this uh, because you just read about us on Equestria Daily, which is weird because another episode's come out between then and the publication, and also, you should be listening to this from the start. Uh, I'm not going to explain that joke. Mm. Regardless, Rarity agonizes over this, like, oh, well, you know, I can't. Yeah, this is a once-in-a-lifetime opportunity, but, oh, but I can't, uh, oh, I can't uh, leave Twilight's party. And then she agonizes over this for so long, and she's like, well, yeah, I know what I have to do. Yeah, I must. And then she, like, you know, makes it seem like she's going to do the right thing, and then we cut to her writing a letter to Twilight saying, you know, Twilight, I can't make it to your birthday party. Open us at the sick, and I'm going to say a lot until she's better. Yeah, can't can't take Opal on the trip. She she'll be very sick, and no one wants that. So I have to stay here for a day. I'm very sorry. <laughs> uh which we do have the same like fucking bellhop pony back again under the giant stack of luggage. <laughs> uh and and he's like, oh, so you don't you don't need help with this? And she's like, no, no, no. I'll need help unpacking it all. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And again, he is is crushed under a stack of mm-hmm. of luggage. Mm-hmm. Here lies Teen Horse. I assume he never scored. Yeah, probably not. Uh, it's not like Rarity's gonna fuck him. Anyways. <laughs> With those pimples? <laughs> me me tight to the bellhop carrying a woman's bags. She's not gonna fuck you, bro. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, shit. I mean, she's not, though. But... Uh, wait a white knight. Uh... Right? Holy... Sh- like, there are so many bad, like, themes for, like, pornos and stuff of, like, you know, the wage workers being in on, like, pizza delivery guys or, like, plumbers fixing a a kitchen sink or something. <laughs> I don't think I have ever heard of a single time a bellhop was like the catalyst for a bad porno. Mm-hmm. And that's mm-hmm. amazing to me. Yeah. Like I'm sure it exists, but like you could even call him a bellhop if you want. Yeah. But like Can I, I have... help you with your luggage? Yeah. Like Oh, those bags look so those sacks look so heavy. Right? Like, there is so much 
space for those jokes to be there oh you how is that not one of the biggest tropes ever oh you're going to have to give me a big tip you know i'd hate to shaft you uh i mean maybe this exists and i i just because i have different taste in bad pornography is anyone who's written by post knows mm -hmm. yeah like i i simply know of these because like I I draw porn for a living, yeah. so like I, I am aware of these tropes because like porn comics use these tropes yeah, as yeah. well. But like, yeah, yeah. ah, yeah, <laughs> that like, was. I need to I need to make a porn comic about a bellhop who fucks apparently <laughs> just to make this a thing. Yeah, be the change you want to see in the world. Like I consider myself a pornography sociologist. I've seen porn of like fucking UPS drivers. But not a damn right? bellhop. I mean, you know, package, it writes itself, but like. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, hey, you know, we've been, you know, we've been uh, trying to collaborate together on something? Oh, no. <laughs> I mean, oh, yes, but also, oh, no. Uh, uh, maybe. Maybe this is the thing. Uh, uh, for, for times when we're for after the podcast. Mm hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, uh, regardless, uh, Rarity, you know, sends out the letter saying she can't make it, and then, right, right when Rarity is about to like go off to the garden party, she's all dressed up and everything in a dress, mind you. Mm-hmm. Uh, she, uh, a very simple one. I mm-hmm. want to point that out right now. It is basically just a shawl. Mm-hmm. There's a knock at the door, and her friends have shown up to surprise her. Because, yeah, because uh, well, we heard Opal was sick, but we didn't want to have you have you miss the party. So here we are, and uh, if this is the bluff of rarities that gets called, baby, right? And she 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 does a big faint, and then she she comes back up on her on her feet. Uh, well, kinda because Pinkie Pie is in her face, and that's horrifying. Mm-hmm. I, though I believe Rarity does like close the door real quick to go. Like run Opal under the shower, so she yeah. Looks, so she looks all like wet, and Fluttershy immediately rushes to help Opal. And you would think Fluttershy would realize, Rarity, this cat isn't sick; she's just wet, right? Ah, uh. ah. Uh. But regardless, uh, Twilight's like, oh, oh, uh, uh. Yeah, Princess Celestia let us use the the castle ballroom. I would have loved to have it outdoors at the garden, but apparently there's a different Canterlot garden party going on today. And yeah. you know, they all walk in, and Twas like, oh, I love this. Is this my dress? Is this my gift? I love how simple it is. You really get me, Rarity. Yeah, they they do do the, like, it is obviously a, a fake it when they do it, just because mm-hmm. we know the two ponies involved. But Twilight's like, is that my dress? It's so simple. It's so practical and like rarity's just like cringing in the background of like oh no she's gonna hate the dress and twilight's like it's so perfectly me it's like yeah 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 and at some point during all this rarity like quietly levitates the fancier picture into the trash yeah uh, pretty much as soon as as twilight's like oh i love it it's great it's perfect uh and rarity's like "Ah, ah, 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 let me just get rid of the other design then Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. uh no uh, we go to the ballroom where yeah you know, oh Opal wants to rest in bed it's fine. Uh, we go to the party ballroom and uh, 
And I forgot this is where Pinky's Party Cannon comes from. Yeah. I don't know why Pinky has a party cannon that has not come up before this point, but it has now existed, and yeah. it shoots confetti and stuff. And this is going to show up a lot after this. It's like, this is like one of the classic Pinkie Pie gags is her party cannon. It, it's fucked up, because she, like, the, the Pinky sense is a good fucking trope for Pinky mm-hmm. to have. It's 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 got that good chaotic energy, energy she has, mm-hmm. but isn't just like, lol random. It's like, counter lol random, actually, mm-hmm. and I love that. But... No, it's a party cannon. Yeah. Hope you're ready to see the party cannon. And, get a uh, lot of that. And uh, I hate to get ahead of myself, but this even leads into an Equestria Girls gag where human Pinky is like, I've only had some kind of party cannon. That would be perfect here. Oh, creative bankruptcy is a, is a uh, real curse. Mm-hmm. Like, uh, I thought it was cute. She has like a whole little arc with it or whatever. It's... Though they're kind of inconsistent about it, it's weird, but, like... Uh. Mm. I mean, if if Equestria Girls does it better, cool. I don't I don't appreciate her just having a cannon. Yeah, it's... This is not, like, a, a Pinkie Pie thing I will necessarily, like, defend. As much as I am a Pinkie Pie apologist, a pipologist, mm. if you will. Uh, An expert in pipology? <laughs> Oh, baby, you know I'm an expert in laying pipology. (laughs) Fuck! Ah, yeah. Told you, I'm a pornography sociologist. Anyone who follows me on Mastodon knows this. Uh, Yes, I'm aware. Just, uh... Uh, Yeah. That's why JoJo saw this whole thing. But, okay, regardless, uh... Pinky uses her party cannon to, uh, you know, help decorate the ballroom, you see. Because she never leaves home without her party cannon. And, uh, I'm amazed she didn't take it to the Grand Galloping Gala then. Yeah. Anyway, I'm, I'm, I'm gonna let it... Yeah, yeah. Then that would have been the perfect place for it. But, uh, yeah, whatever. <sighs> Alright. Again, this is another thing that, like, I forgot was from this episode. I forgot, like, that started here. Mm-hmm. Got a party montage, uh... Yeah, there's some there's some dancing, there's some eating of a cake, and then there's a food fight with the cake. Yep. And uh mind you, the Candlelight Garden Party is like right next door, like just outside. Like you can see the wind you can see through the windows. Yeah. Which um does lead to a very good gag where um they're doing a conga line and um Birdie's at the back of the conga line and uh you know she sneaks out to make an appearance at the garden party, and there's a pretty good bit where like, you know, she's conging shit at the end and then when they turn a corner, uh, you know, we see them, most of the main six, like, conging from off screen. Spike isn't here, mm-hmm. by the way, I think. Maybe he Yeah, is. he's just not okay. around. Yeah. Uh, I, I don't remember seeing him, ever. Yeah. yeah. Which is weird, but you'd think he would want to be at Twilight's birthday, but, okay, whatever. When they come back around, Rarity is, like, still conging, but she's on the other side of the window. It's very good. Yeah, and then uh, she uh, runs... I was waiting to bring this up, and I'm glad you did instead, because I, I was going to. Yeah, it's it's a good bit. It's it's very mm-hmm. fun. It's fun cinematography. And then yeah. we cut to the garden party where we see uh, Octavia again, playing her cello. Yeah. Love that horse. It's good to see her again. It's weird to see her without vinyl, even though like I don't think the two of them really hang out in canon that much. Yeah, They're just extremely popular to ship for good reason. Love the music ponies. Yeah, they're they're a very cute couple, and mm-hmm. it's just 
when they're working, they do two very different kinds of events. Yeah. So yeah. like, it, it makes sense we don't see them like musicking out together. Yeah. At yeah. least not on screen. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And uh, and then we get a whole bunch of like rarities doing both parties. And like, I realize I'm not rarity. Uh, if I were her, I would simply make an appearance at the garden party. You know, enough to like ponies know I was there. But yeah. Spend most of my time with Twilight. You know. Notably, Fancy Pants is like, do I smell cake frosting? And Rarity's like, yes, I always put a little bit of cake frosting behind my ears every time I go out. It's like, Rarity, you are, di- like, no a- one made you do that lie, Rarity. Yeah, like, you could just be like, I'm trying a new perfume. Yeah, like, that's such do a you like it? pointless lie. Like, and you can even say, like, you know, oh, it must be from, you know, cake. Like, I don't know, like, I guess the cat's already out of the bag that she smells like cake frosting, but like, you know. I don't know. It seems like such a pointless lie. Yeah, again, like, the better argument for this is, like, I'm. it's a new perfume I'm trying. Rather than, like... I'm literally oh, wearing I cake always, frosting. <laughs> yeah, I always put cake frosting on me, and that's why you didn't smell it before. Yeah, which, um... Like... Yeah, which, like... Uh, yeah, because, like... You, yeah, no, you're, you're correct, dear. Hmm. I wrote down something about a croquet mallet, but I'm trying to remember what it was. Oh, um, so we we have a, a, a montage of her going back and forth between the two parties mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and like her excuses for why she has to leave each one gets worse and worse each time oh, right, until right. at the end she's like, uh, I have to go do the thing with the stuff. And yeah. And Rainbow Dash is like, so why, why do you have a croquet mallet? Right. right. And Rarity well, is just there with, with a croquet mallet in her mouth saying, yeah. what croquet mallet? Yeah. Like in her teeth. So she'd be like, what croquet mallet? Yeah. Uh, it's a good bit. Yeah, yeah. And then... Right about it's, this... It's, it's big Duckman energy, and I, I hope that was intentional. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Nice reference here. I, I'm gonna be honest. Uh, the Duckman and, like, Arnold Sideways and the rest of that crew mm-hmm. are, like... Honestly, some of my favorite Terry Pratchett characters. There is something about the sentence, uh, a man with a good pair of teeth at groin height gets everything his own way, that... <laughs> Uh, it's just like, you know everything you need to know about this guy and how he settles disputes mm-hmm. with that sentence alone. It's perfect. Yeah. Ah, uh, good shit. Yeah. If if you want to hear other very good opinions about Terry Pratchett books, you should go listen to disc covers. I agree. Uh, yeah. you check it out. There's a link to it at princess.software or at anchor.fm forward slash discpod. Ah. Uh, yeah. I'm glad you plugged that because I would have felt weird plugging it. Uh, oh, good. I'm on it. It's part of the uh, Princess Grace uh, podcastiverse. Ah. Uh, Sorry, the, the Princess Grace podicule. No, mm, no. Podiverse? Po- podlycule? I'm trying mm. I don't know. Ah. Uh, Wait, how many podcasts are. Because uh, Warehouse 69's done, right? Yeah, it's done. Not all the episodes are edited, but like it is finished. Uh, tight pants is on. In- Indefinite hiatus. Uh, but it is still technically running. And then... Okay. But I'm... Okay, yeah. So you're on four podcasts. All hmm. right. That does... Yeah. Hmm. I just realized exactly the thing that we just had this conversation about and what that implies about our, our uh, being trapped in Equestria. Yeah. Hmm. I Oops. Have... Anyway, yeah. let's move on quickly before the fourth wall shatters. Yeah, I'm not sure if I have to commute by other truck accidents or what. Or by, you know, this podcast of Equestria. But regardless, um... Basically, Rarity is, like, you know, schmoozing at the garden party when, like, 
the other, you know, her friends from Ponyville show up. And they're like, oh, mm. you know, Rarity, you must be here. Uh, oh, you're at this party. You must be here as a business opportunity to sell your hats or whatever. That's that's not quite how that went down. I know I know it has yeah. been a while since we were there, but like it's um it's actually really cute because yeah. like Rarity is trying to come up with a lie for why she has the croquet mallet, and Twilight's like, oh wait no it's it's cool like I get it like you there's all those fancy people outside you, your business is making fancy dresses like I get it that's a perfect business opportunity for you yeah like. I, I kind of wish you just said you were doing it because like, j- yeah, just like, yeah, this is great for you. Go. Yeah, like, get that shit. It, it, we've had some fun at my birthday party. Go, go fucking get that bag. Yeah, yeah. Uh, get, get that, get those gold coins, son. Yeah, right? Get, I'd say get those bits, but I, I, I still think it's done that the money is called bits, but I, I've gone off about this before. Yeah. Yeah. The issue is, all the other ponies are like, yeah, you're right. We should go check out the other party. All of us together should check out the other party. Yeah. Especially because, you know, Twilight would love to model her, her, her new dress for every pony because it's so good. And she has to tell yeah. every pony that her friend Rarity made it. Mm-hmm. Uh, when Rarity, again, to point it out, was very much like, hmm, Twilight's not going to like this dress because it's basically unfinished. Yeah. Uh, also, I would like to point out, Pinkie Pie did roll her party cannon out there, too. Yep. Which is concerning. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, and so, I, so, something is said about, oh, let's show them how we party Ponyville style. And then we get a whole montage of, a uh, we get a whole montage of, you know, basically our, the main six, well, the main five sans rarity, like, Pinkie Pie, like, just smashes her face into this cake. And by the way, if there was cake there, it's not weird that Rarity smells like cake frosting. And this is like a trap cake that you're not supposed to eat. Unless it's... It could be like a carrot cake or something that doesn't have normal cake frosting. Oh, that's a I good don't point. know. Oh, Rarity, you don't smell like cream cheese frosting. You smell like normal cake frosting. You poser, are you sneaking in cake? Yeah. Uh, also, like, Applejack is doing some gardening at a garden party, which is fucking weird. Yeah, she like Twilight's just yeah, she like, dancing, but like bad. Okay, so I, I have something to say about Twilight's fucked up dance, but like, yeah, like Applejack like pulls a weed or something, and she's like, "Why are you on a garden? Why are you on a garden party if you're not in a garden?" That was not right? Applejack's voice at all. I'm sorry, every pony, <laughs> which is at least a pretty funny bit, even though like I think it makes Applejack look like more clueless than she should be, like. A garden party is clearly a, a party in a garden, Applejack. Come on. What do you do? Yeah, together? like, she should know this one. Yeah, like... Also, I would like to point out, just because, hey, we have to talk about Fluttershy now, uh, she is just hanging out with a tree with birds that are making a nest in her hair, and it is adorable, mm-hmm. and it is wonderful, and I'm glad that, like, rather than fucking chasing them all over the place, because she's expecting it to be perfect... She's just, like, showing up at a party and hanging out, and it's cool. Mm -hmm. It's almost like just being yourself and not trying too hard is a good way to make friends. Yeah, it's almost like she she didn't have to chase them down going, You're going to love me! Yeah, it's... it's, it's, Yeah. It's a nice bit of 
serene goodness with the cringe going on. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, so you wanted to talk about Twilight's dance? Yeah, so not only did Twilight's fucked up dance like become a meme in the fandom, I believe it comes back later on. It definitely like and again, in Equestria Girls, it comes back, and we de- we definitely see human Twilight doing her version of the same fucked up dance, and it's really good. I'm pretty sure we have seen Twilight doing this dancing before as well. I think like th- this is just how Twilight dances. Yeah, I think I'm willing to believe that, and um, uh, because she definitely does it here, and like I think the picture of her dancing in this dress is like the one that got passed around a lot, and I believe she she does it again. She does it in the future, and again, she definitely does it in Equestria Girls, and. Mm. I kind of forgot about that. I, I do it on some level, but it's like, oh, yeah. Yeah, her fucked up dance is here. Her fucked up embarrassing dance that every po- every pony at the fancy party hates. Yeah. Uh, <sighs> but, uh, yeah. This will come back, which is good, because it it sucks so much. I love it. <laughs> it it's real bad, and that makes it very good. Like, like it's, it's so earnest, right? Like, mm-hmm. I, and I hate to make fun of you because, like, Listeners, if you're ever in, like, a place where people are dancing, dance! Enjoy yourself! Move your body to the music and don't worry about looking goofy. Like, it's about... Feel the rhythm in your heart. It feels good. Yeah. The secret is, with basically every dance that people do on a dance floor that isn't, like, a choreographed thing with a partner or something, like, you know, you probably practice beforehand. Mm -hmm. Literally everyone up there... If you removed everyone from around them and turned off the music and just had them keep going, they'd look like a fucking idiot. Because everyone dancing to just some music always looks like a fucking idiot. And that's fine, because everyone's doing it so it doesn't feel weird. Just just fucking dance to some music if you want to. It's good and cool. Yeah, enjoy yourself. Like, I have very good memories of, like, being on a dance floor with a girl I liked and just, you know, letting the music move through us. It was good. Right? It's extremely good. Like, I know I have said the word cringe fairly often lately, but, like, unironically, do not kill the things about you that are cringe. Kill the part of you that cringes. Just go out on the dance floor and enjoy some time, okay? Yeah. Do yourself the favor. And, uh, there you go. There's a a glimpse into the Equestria Girl's future for you. Oh, boy. Oh, boy. I'm trying not to look at it. <laughs> uh, I'm scared. I'm scared, and I, I need to experience this when it happens. Please, I'm, this has to be one of the episodes we watch. Oh, yeah, like, this is the first Equestria Girls movie. We are going to see it. Oh, perfect. Oh, excellent. Yes, very good. Don't worry, dear. But I, I have planned out our Equestria Girls journey. Do not worry. Excellent. Uh, but yeah, uh... Well, Twilight is doing her big dance, uh, fucking Fancy Pants comes over, and I actually kind of appreciate how just fucking chill this guy is. Yeah. Because he's just like, hey, I noticed your dress. Who made your dress? And Rarity's, like, can hear this from the other side of the room, drinking some punch, I assume alcoholic, because she's yeah, chugging yeah, it down. Yeah. And just like, uh, Twilight's like, oh yeah, my my friend made it for me. I do say she did. Her name is, and like Rarity like rushes over and is like, oh, uh, Fancy Pants, I need to show you the thing uh, over there on the other side of the room. And I do I do appreciate his response of just like, mm, not right now. This lovely pony was about to tell me where she got her dress. Yeah. It's like, oh. Like, shout out to Fancy Pants for being cool. Uh, somehow. Yeah. And also, I do have to point out that the tag on uh, the pony baru for 
for for Twilight's part up dance is called Do the Sparkle. Oh, that's very good. Ah, uh, so yeah, Fancy Pants is cool. Twilight eventually says like, "Hey, you know, oh yeah, my friend Rarity made it." And every and yeah, every pony's weird about it, but Fancy Pants finds it quote charmingly rustic. Y- yeah, I mean that comes up a little later because mm-hmm. like. Because Rarity is like, oh, it's it's nothing. It's it's, it's just a little thing. And Twilight's like, yeah, but you made this for me for my birthday, and I like it. All of your friends here do, and like all five of the, the rest of the main six are around. And Rarity's like, oh, this is gonna really crimp my style. And we get we got a lot of really good like Rarity biting her lip and trying to figure out what to do, and and the fact that that twilight like goes from excited to to see rarity like having a moment to be like wait what's wrong uh is where rarity then turns and just walks towards the crowd of all the rich ponies and is like yes i do know them they are my best friends they are without the doubt the best ponies i know they are the most important ponies to me and fuck you if you say otherwise yeah and yeah, he's like, mm, I, it's quite rustic. I, I rather like it. It's, it's good uh, and simple. Uh, I imagine you'll have a lot of orders coming in. And he just looks over the crowd and everyone in the crowd's like, yeah, I want one, actually. It's yeah. Like, you yeah it's like, fucking bootlickers. Yeah, Jesus like, fucking. Yeah, like, Jet said an upper crust. Whichever was the wife, I think it's upper crust. Go, it's like, oh, oh, I want one. Oh, I think you should have order two, dear. Mm. Yeah. And, and then, yeah, like fucking fancy pants is like how about you give a proper introduction for your friends and it's like yeah okay sure great party's fine okay. i appreciate that this is an episode where rarity is just like i could try and dig myself deeper with a lie but there's not a good lie i can come up with because actually Rarity's bad at lying yeah which i do love that for her like yeah like, i love that she's willing to lie she just comes up with like implausible and like easily she's not a good liar not necessarily in the sense that like she had not in the sense that Applejack is, where she like has tells, but in that like she picks bad lies to commit to. Yeah, she picks a bad lie that is obviously a lie, and then, well, obviously a lie if you do like even a fraction of digging, but just like drops the lie so quickly that like you don't question it until you've walked away, and then you're like, wait a second. Yeah. But. She needs time to come up with that lie, and there's no way she can come up with a lie that actually works in this situation. Yeah. And her response to that is just like, never mind, I'm going to try aggressive honesty instead, and it works out. Yeah, because fortunately we still live in this this friendship-powered universe. Mm-hmm. And you know, it's the only end of the episode, so doing the right thing is rewarded, and every pony's happy. Yeah. She she starts writing a letter to to Princess Celestia, who just walks in on her writing the letter. Yeah. So instead, Rarity dictates it. Yeah. So like we didn't fucking need Spike for this episode at all, right? I mean, she's writing her own letter. Even if Spike was in the episode, yeah. he wasn't needed. Yeah. Uh Ah. <sighs> Rarity learns that you don't need to hide that you're from a small town because you're still cool if you are, and also. The fucking upper class people are very easy to lie to. <laughs> yeah, it, yeah. Like the main moral of the story is like, don't be ashamed of where you're from. I think. Um, yeah. But yeah, it, don't don't be ashamed of like your your origin and and like who your friends are and stuff. Like, if people are gonna judge you poorly because of the company you keep, well, I mean, on one hand, 
maybe question the company you keep to some extent if they're like, I don't know, Nazis or something. Yeah, yeah. But like, if you're cool with the company you keep, don't hang around the people who are going to judge you for that. Yeah, yeah. And uh, like, Rarity of the Idea gets the best of both worlds. She gets to both be fancy and still have her friends. So like, all in all, this worked out. Like, she's never really punished for any of her lies. Yeah. Which is kind of a weird moral, but okay. I mean, the thing is, what were her two big lies, right? One of them was that she had the cake frosting behind yeah. her ear thing. And the other one was Rainbow Dash was the, like, Wonderful. instructor yeah, for the which, like, <gasps> Wonderful. Yeah, Rainbow like, Dash was here. It's implied. You think that would have come out? Yeah, but it's implied she introduces Rainbow Dash. Yeah. And, like, I don't know. I kind of think fucking Fancy Pants is just a sort of. Obviously, we only have, like, five minutes of him on screen to, <laughs> to judge off of. But, like, I get the vibe of him being, like, extremely aware of how easy it is to manipulate yeah, yeah. all the fucking toadies around. And it's just like, yeah, I get it. You you were, you were trying to just do the thing to get attention. Like, yeah, it's yeah, cantaloupe, you're, you're like, trying, obviously. Yeah, you were trying to impress me. I get it. Every, every pody does this. Exactly, right? Yeah. Like... But like, also, you lied to impress me. We're caught, like, we're caught in 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 a, a much bigger lie. And your response to being caught in a much bigger lie was to like aggressively tell the truth to people you knew would not want to hear it. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. That's fucking cool, actually. Yeah. Like, like, I don't know if we get a lot of him in the future, but he definitely feels like one of those guys who's climbed the social ladder. And has some shittiness because of that, but, like, isn't gonna actually be shitty about people not doing yeah. that? Like, he does continue to show up by the looks of it, but, like, yeah, he is just, like, mm. um, yeah, like, he's still a rich asshole, you know, there's no ethical consumption in Canterlot, but, like, yeah, uh, he's, he is the least shitty rich, rich pony we meet so far, so, like, good for him. I mean... The the less generous read of him is just, like, him being like, well, I now know exactly how I can get this fucking hick pony to do anything I need next yeah, time. Yeah, yeah. And also, like, probably can get it, like, I now know this girl's secret and I can leverage that later. Yeah, yeah. Which also feels like a, a reasonable read of this. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Big, big fucking what's-his-name from Frozen Energy. Which, again, Crazy may not Pete. be intended. I think this came yeah. out before Frozen. Yes! Uh, yeah. Like, but like, the character, yeah. the character of, like, the guy who is the Prince Charming but turns out to be an asshole. Yeah, yeah, like, you know, he's, he seems nice, you feel like you can open up to him, and, you know, he will use that against you when he gets a chance. Oh, God. I, I did just remember one of my favorite, like, frozen fan conspiracy theories i've never even watched the movie i just i was just like aware of this fucking tumblr post and it was amazing to me when it came up and it is it has lived in my head rent free of just like the trolls song about like he's a fixer upper mm -hmm. like that bit yeah the one part i remember is the troll yes but that's the trolls cursing the prince to turn him evil mm. and the, and and han's the guy that like apparently there's no chemistry with it, that that's that's that is the trolls like doing this and the prince was actually nice before that because some fucking like grade school level film 
like literacy from these people is like the movie is clearly saying he is supposed to be the love interest Mm -hmm. so like the fact that he's not is a failure of the movie and obviously we need to find out why and it can't possibly be the lesson that like hey kids sometimes someone will pretend to like you to get you in a position where they have power over you Mm-hmm. which is actually a pretty fucking good lesson for kids to learn yeah and that's good of the movie actually but no it's um they fucked up their film theory so clearly we had to come up with a conspiracy theory for why uh, uh secretly uh unbeknownst in this fucking kids movie a dark plot happened right in front of our eyes and we didn't know about mm-hmm. it like mm-hmm. i oh anyway <laughs> I realize uh, I did, we just did the same thing here. Yeah. But also, uh, we live here in Equestria. We don't live in f- frozen land, yeah. whatever the fuck it's called. Yeah, Freezy Town. Uh, Freezopolis? Fictional German town number 72. I don't know. S- Snowburger. Snurger. Yeah. Uh, sorry, that's a snake burger. My, my, my snake. Uh, bad Frostburg. Ah. That's ours, I think. Oh, there is one last thing. Yes. Oh, there is oh, always the rule of right, threes. Right, right, yes. Yeah, a fucking pimple-faced horse team was here the whole time while Rarity was writing her letter. And then dictating her yeah. letter. Yeah, he was just there under the pile of fucking luggage again. This poor man. Yeah, Rarity better Rarity better have tipped this guy good. I, I hope so. I assume she probably did not. But I hope so. Uh, I'm I'm reminded of uh, the joke in Caddyshack where the guy is like, well, you know, I caddied for the the Dalai Lama and uh, carried his clubs around all day. And uh, yeah, when it came time to the end, I, you know, I asked for a tip, and he said, "Ah, uh, you know, oh, my son, no money. But when you are dead, when you're on your deathbed, you shall receive true enlightenment." So I got that going for me, which is nice. And I imagine that's what it's like to it's carry good. bags for Celestia. Yeah. Yeah. Which is the part that you get from Rarity. Mm-hmm. Or like, you'd be lucky if you got like, oh, thank you, darling, from Rarity. And she like accidentally hits you with her tail. Oh. Uh, <sighs> and it's, but I think that's horse. Yeah. That's horse, baby. That's horse. Uh, now, uh, fortunately, we do have a mailbag. Oh, excellent. What's in the mare bag? Our darling mail mare, uh, fresh from her, uh, her appearance at that, that collage earlier. Uh, dropped off some mm-hmm. letters for us. Excellent. Uh, but yeah, let me get that that first one open for you. Yeah. Uh, there you go. Yeah, so uh, this first one is, uh, and I'm really hoping you remember the context for this year because I think this was a few episodes ago. Um, the subject and body are both just the word "wow," and it's set to inversion at isekai dot horse. I remember this was a conversation we had, or a conversation, if you will. We just have so many conversations about four on this podcast, though. Yeah, was this the one about, like, turning a pony inside out? One of the times we talked about turning a pony inside out? I think so. I th- oh, no. I, I, think, I, I think we may have said, like, <laughs> uh, you know, hey, when you get to this, just send us a, a, an email with no context. We'll figure it out. And now I, I, really wish oh, no. I, I really wish we had said, hey, send us an email with some context. Yeah, right? Oh, shit. Uh, oh, no. Uh, oh no! We need to, we need to make notes of our of every time we do the the like write into us with this specific email address yeah. bit because 
Oh, shit. <laughs> uh, if you remember the context for this, email us at inversioncontext at usikai.org. Uh, uh, right? Uh, <laughs> uh, we gotta go ahead and get popular if the people start chronicling our bits for us. Right? Shit. Uh, but uh, thank you for your letter regardless. Uh, I sincerely appreciate it, even if I don't remember the context. It's, it almost feels better not remembering the context, because now I'm desperately trying to remember what the hell we talked about. Because I, I know we've had once or twice where, like, I, I have explicitly requested people to be like, just send us a one-word yeah, email yeah. that's this word. And now I don't remember what it is, and I feel so bad. Because someone actually fucking did it. Yeah. Thank you for following our instructions. I'm sorry we forgot what they were. <laughs> right? Uh, oh, wait. Wait a second, I think I recognize the the name of this letter. Uh she might still be still be downstairs. Um I'll I'll go I'll go check and ask, actually. Oh thank you, dear. <laughs> do, do you want me to just go over and ask? Yeah. <laughs> okay. Be right back real quick. Um, uh get her on, get her on. Uh <laughs> I got I got some form of clarification and it's that um uh I had made a comment about like this is a call it to like three of our friends who are listening to the podcast. Oh about a wardrobe yeah, that we made. Yeah, yeah, yeah. About like a, a very specific kind of like pred prey relationship. Yes. Uh, uh and, and that was what that was in response okay. to. One that could be described as inversion. Yes. Okay. Yes. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Um, uh, now we have a letter from our darling friend Ivy Main, who writes, Oh. Dear Spark and Beans, shortly before you released the podcast about Rainbow Dash getting her new pet, I was spending a day helping out with the animals at Fluttershy Shelter. It was a few of the animals who were a bit mopey, so I asked what happened and got to hear the whole pet contest story from her perspective. You two told it better, to be honest. Damn right. Yeah, I'd imagine Fluttershy's not exactly the best at telling stories. And we are storytellers, after all. Mm. We do it for a living? I mean, we don't. I mean, half a living. You know, it's a... Well, okay, we do it for a living and that we're trying to... We're trying to do it to get back to our old lives, kind of. Yes. I was going to say, we do it for the love of the game, but the game is returning to our human yeah, selves, yeah. so... Me, hmm. I do it for the love of the dame because I'm a feminist. Happy Woman's History Month, every pony. Oh yeah, baby. Ah, <laughs> uh, out of all the potential pets, the falcon seemed to have taken the rejection the hardest. He tries to play it cool, but everyone can tell. I asked if there was anything I could do to help, and Fluttershy suggested fostering him for a bit. So if you're by in the next few days, you can say hi to Parappa. We have enough perches and high places around the observatory that he's having a wonderful time, and the attention from two ponies is certainly improving their mood. Also, speaking of Horse Wagner and tanks, do either of you know whether we, horses, have movies? After that episode of our lives, I'm convinced that Rambo has seen some version of Full Metal Jacket, and I want to ask Twilight if the library has a copy. But that would be awkward if she doesn't know what a movie is, you know? So, like, I'm pretty sure the answer is yes. A, I'm pretty sure one of the one of the paparazzi ponies from a uh, last episode had a film strip cutie mark. Yeah, and I'm pretty sure we. I feel I feel like I have seen an episode that takes place in a movie theater. I feel like a movie theater is a thing that has happened in this show. I could be wrong. 
Like, I think it might be one of the episodes we'll be getting to later, but, like, it definitely feels like film is a thing that does exist in the setting, right? Yeah, because, like, we definitely have cameras. Like, yes. Yeah, which like, is I, also I meant, like, film, but motion like, yeah, picture yeah, film. Yeah, yeah. I want to say yes. I, I feel like we get, like, projectors and stuff later on. We, I know we'd never mm. have an Equestria Girls, but, like, that's obviously, you know, set in the modern day, so obviously that movie's there. But, like... Yeah. Ah. Uh, and also, yeah. we get a... We get a, um... I know we get an episode later on that's, like, about the, the Wonder Bulls that's, like, just Top Gun. It's just Horse Top Gun. I don't... I'm not looking forward to that one, I'm gonna be honest. Yeah. Yeah, it was a different time. Uh, worse. And, um... Mm. I have no idea if they have the movies we have, mind you. I, for all we know, horse films are like, you know, train arriving at a station or whatever. Like, I don't know yeah. like, what horse movies are like, but, like, I believe we do have them. No idea if Twilight rents out films, though. That, yeah. Like, I don't... Even if they have film, they might not have, like, videotapes. Yeah, like... I feel like there would probably be equipment for viewing a film in the library, and if you if you can sneak in and look around for that, Ivy Man, that might be the way to find out if that exists or not. Like, because if the library has the equipment for viewing film, it might have film there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It might, have... and that, that at least feels like the safe way to investigate that question. Mm-hmm. What? Because like they have. Okay, well, we we have we see that one arcade machine. So, like, they have CRTs, I guess? I don't know. Equestria is weird. It's hard to, like... The tech level is statedly, like, whatever would make sense for the joke. Yeah. So, like, it's hard to, like, say definitively this thing exists, this thing doesn't exist, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, I, th- I think the best question... Like, the best way to approach this is just, like, try try and find some film equipment. In the library, yeah. and that'll 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 be your guiding star on this one. Yeah, I think that's the best we got. Because like you can have, because like we know that like photography exists, so like mm-hmm. maybe you can ask about film, and then like, you know, yeah, that way if she's like, yeah, what, you know, what the hell is a motion picture? You can at least like, you know, you at least have a backup. Yeah. Dang, I would quite like to visit a raptor. Yeah. Sounds well. Talking. Yeah, so yeah. sounds good. Yeah, there is a PS here, but I do have to show to show you this this picture I found uh while searching the Buru for for television evidence, and um I'll I'll, I'll paste the link to this, but um it's like a, a a picture of like an old CRT tube TV, and someone drew Applejack like stuck to it, and she's like Apple blew my old my vagina stuck to this here TV. Ah. Uh. What? <laughs> I am so confused by this one. It's it's emotionally upsetting. It is it is displeasant. Yeah. Yeah, I don't uh, anyways, regardless. My life has become worse viewing this image. Thank you very much. I do hope you share that to our our <laughs> listeners. Happy to help. Ah. Uh, ah. Uh, uh, there was a PS. Uh, all the best, mm-hmm. Ivy Main. P.S. Parappa failed at doing a card trick during the talent competition, but it turns out they are really good at horse and music, or poppin' horse? Poppin' horse music. Po- pony music. Ponin' music. Huh. 
Uh, so I thought Parappa the Raptor was an appropriate name. I figure I figured that was that was where this was going, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and that is extremely good. Mm-hmm. Now I'm extra excited to go talk to go visit a bird. You know right? I'm a bird appreciator. Yeah. Isn't that right, Pem? Yeah. Now that you now that you had a bit of a snack and you're being calm and quiet now, mm-hmm. rather than screaming at us. Any pony who knows me knows that I'm a bird lover, not a bird fighter. <laughs> yeah. All right. Um. And um. Last, we have a pretty thick bundle of letters all tied together. Oh boy. Oh yeah. There's a lot of them here. We get one big bundle of letters all tied together. They are the. A lot of them are wet and dried out. They're that weird, like, crinkly, brittle thing. Uh, it looks like they've been frozen and wet, and the ink has run, and the addresses have been uh, all messed up. You know, it's been stamped with, like, undeliverable, return to center, fuck off, eaten by wolves, over the course of a, yeah. the last year or so. And only the bottom most is, like, still, only, like, the most recent one is still, like, good. Uh, and the a Van Hoover post bear is like left a note apologizing for the state of these. Mm. And um I am going to summarize because there are quite a few of these, I'm afraid, but uh going through these are here's we have a fan named Howling Gale who has been uh quite some distance away in the frozen north the frozen north wastes and uh she's been listening to us on the radio. You thought that ham radio shit was uh was incidental, but no, it was canon. It was plot critical, bitch. It the goof has become real. Uh, now you're not supposed to broadcast on ham radio. You're supposed to use that two way conversation. You're not supposed to be a radio station. But you know, the fucking full communications come mission hasn't gotten to me yet. So I think I'm in the clear. Yeah, they they would have come knocking if it was a an issue. Mm-hmm. Always just seemed like politely curious about the big old antenna outside the spark and bean but you know uh. <sighs> oh sorry yeah no you're right you're right it's a wooman antenna yep <laughs> i was i was wondering if i should <laughs> say it or if you get uh, to it yourself yeah yeah because i was just drawing the breath to, to to tell you and then you got there uh i'm so glad dear you're keeping me honest right uh. like i don't want to jump on these right away because it is so good when you say them. And I'm so glad I've I've brought you into the fold for this. Mm. She says we have some of the loveliest voices she's ever heard on the radio. She gets so giddy every week when time comes to tune in. Keep up the great and wonderful work. She finds the, uh, play, having planned seasons to be bizarre. She must live in one of those weird places like the Everfree Forest. Where the, the seasons run on their own. I mean... Yeah, Northern Waste, that's that's outside Equestria, right? Like... Um, unclear? Uh, the show is constantly unclear as to, like, what is and is not in Equestria. Like, you know, wherever, like, Griffin Place is, like, implied to be its own country, but, like, you know, the show is not interested, at least as far as I've seen it, answering the question of, is Equestria the planet or the nation-state? I believe it is the nation-state. Yes, that one I'm pretty sure on. Like, but, like, there's not really a good name for the planet, and the show is never, like, very interested in explaining, like, what is what is part of Equestria and what is not. Yeah, like, I realize 
the thing I'm about to say is referencing the fucking Equestria War mod again. Yeah, yeah. And I don't want to keep bringing it up. It is, it's a it's a mod for a bad and complex game. But it's like a, at least in there, the Northern Wastes is like a combination of like penguin and yak owned mm-hmm, space. Mm-hmm. So I don't know. Like it, it's past the Crystal Kingdom, which I know we're going to be dealing with Pretty soon, later. Yeah, uh, later in the season, even. Mm-hmm. But look, that's sort of a, a a satellite state of Equestria. Yeah, are they like a, rather a, than being a full on like part of Equestria? Yeah, like the the crystal, the crystal empire, as it is called, mm. uh, which that has some weird implications. But like, yeah, it has like its own princess, but it's clearly at least allied with Equestria, if not like a protectorate or like a you know a principality or whatever. It's very strange. And again, for some reason, the show is not like interested in discussing the geopolitics. Yeah, it it'd be nice if there was some like offhanded comments that might help build that. But yeah, yeah. and maybe there are, and I'm forgetting. But like, I I think it's generally not interested in answering these questions because yeah. again, this is a toy commercial for children. They don't expect to like have to explain, like, the royal family or the, the geopolitics of the world in which we live. But then you have so many more, like, toys you could you could make <laughs> if you explain the geopolitics. Yeah. <laughs> like, unironically, yeah. settings that do, do, like, a large toy line and have geopolitics have a lot of models to go with yeah. them. Yeah, I mean, like, like Star I'm Wars. talking about Warhammer here. Oh, yeah. Yeah, exactly. Uh, like, yeah, like... There's a lot of politics in that shit. Yeah, you know, how come I can't buy a toy of, like, Ambassador Gulp Shitto, right? Right? Sorry, no, the pony name would be, um, Shitter Gulp. Mm. Mm. (laughs) Mm-hmm. Not sure I like that one. Yeah, yeah. Uh. But imagine if uh, if Big Mac married into that family and then he was Big Gulp. uh Uh-huh, very wise. Nope. Oh, not wise at all. Understandable. I am, um, and again, I hate to like. I say I hate to keep bringing up Equestria Girls, but no, I love to bring up Equestria Girls. Equestria Girls is very much implied to take place like in the United States, and not only in the United States, but like kind of in like Washington State, and so, or at least like the the human horse equivalent of it. So like, which implies that like. Equestria is kind of horse America, which makes sense, given, you know, yeah. uh, their history with Native Americans and mm-hmm. whatnot. But, um... I mean, all the cities have been named after American cities. Yeah, yeah. Okay, not Ponyville, and, but, like, obviously yeah. not that. And, and like, not, not Van Hoover, though. Maybe that's in Horse Canada. Who knows? Yeah, speaking of, I, I, I was looking at the next letter here. Mm. Um, well, at least the one that ones that aren't yeah, soggy. Yeah, yeah. Um, so, uh, I do, I do recall the conversation we had about the, the carnivorous tree by, like, a bus stop when I was a kid. Mm-hmm. Um, apparently Howling Gale says it might be a, a eastern fur. Mm-hmm. And I'm very concerned about how this horse knows about, you know, ill world trees. Yeah. Hmm. Meat. Hmm. Yeah, we still have a couple of the good, uh... We really got to come up with a word for that. Yes. 
Uh, we're probably going to be saying that all the way until we're in Equestria Girls. And then yeah. we're going to have a completely different conversation of exactly that same yeah, thing. Yeah, Like, we could probably call the world we're from Earth. Yeah. Because I don't think they ever call either this Okay, well, we have Earth ponies, but like, hmm. But like, that's like a lowercase e-Earth, I think. Like, Earth meaning the ground. Can we just refer to the other place's human world and then Equestria uh, Girls as just Equestria Girls land or whatever? Well, or something like that? Or like, in Equestria they Girls? They do, I believe call they do call it the human world canonically the equestrian girls land is canonically the human world damn because i was was about to suggest there's the human world there's here in in equestria and then there's the teen zone (laughs) is the other one uh uh hmm. uh but yeah apparently it's it's uh the 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 sap of the tree is basically like a a, like a bandage that keeps bugs and disease and stuff yeah so she says Um, it's resin which is a different thing from sap uh oh yes sorry it there's a lot of water damage on this letter <laughs> i suspect Ms. gale here may have also been isekai perhaps I mean, there seems to be a few of us in here that horse truck hacking truck yeah, that's <laughs> yeah, a very right? prolific horse truck some pony's been busy right it's just been has been swinging all over the, the, the i was about to say the 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 continental like united states and stuff but i'm not sure if like i'm not sure if like crossover fan and other folks that like we might not know as well yeah. anyway yeah, at, a, uh, at a minimum north can america and possibly all over the world in this uh, world isekai tour which would make a fantastic <laughs> sweatshirt or something it would actually that would very much uh if we ever get popular enough to sell merch hmm if we ever, be- if we're ever becoming popular and become the ponies, every pony should know, if you will. Ah, uh, indeed. <laughs> Selling t-shirts. Ah. <laughs> uh, uh, do you wanna? Do you wanna? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hit the next letter yeah, here. Yeah. Uh, let's see. She she thanks us for uh during the uh, the discordening. She thanked us for uh doing Celestia's work, keeping on the air, even though even through world-ending calamity. Uh, yeah. Information that's like going down in a question that should probably be disseminated by a responsible state just never make it this far. I heard your pro- mm. yeah. This was the only way she even knew about Discord. Which is one of the uh, many the many things you can do with an amateur radio license. Uh, why in the, the world we came from, uh, many qualified radio amateurs provide essential emergency and disaster communication to programs such as Races and Ares, I believe, to provide uh, communication when uh, normal communication infrastructure is down. Look it up in your area if you want to help. Uh, regardless, <laughs> uh, told you it would come up again. Mm-hmm. <laughs> the, the, I, I know normally we plug things like we're in or that we like, but this is a plug for the concept of amateur radio. <laughs> uh. Look, we we all are out here having a good a good stand for uh, fucking Vince Coleman. Uh, man to live up to who and one of the few fucking oh um oh shit you don't know this right it's canadian history um uh the do you know anything about the halifax explosion no um 1917 uh there was a ammunition ship that had um been struck i don't remember exactly how but basically it was a ship full of military ammunition that had caught fire in the uh, halifax bay Mm -hmm. um so like 
they knew it was going to explode. But it was also full of munitions. Yeah, yeah. Um, so uh, Vince Coleman was a uh, telegraph operator, mm-hmm. in, like, in the bay yeah. for the uh, train. Like, he was a train dispatcher. Uh, and his final message was, hold up the train, ammunition ship a fire in harbor, making for Pier 6 and will explode. Guess <laughs> this will be my last message. Goodbye, boys. Ah. <laughs> uh. Uh, basically all they could find of him was, like, the fucking spoon from his, like, Morse code machine. Yeah, his, his telegraph. His they key. gave that to, yeah, and gave that to his wife. Damn. But yeah, like, it was, uh, yeah, it was a real fucked up bit of Canadian history. Mm-hmm. But we are out here. <laughs> I realized with us and Discord and, and all that, and taking a small step back, it's not quite the same thing, but also, I don't know. I'd like to think that if I was given a, a, a position to be able to send a message and d- d- disasters around, I would make sure to send one, you know? Yeah, yeah, you know? Uh, that is, in fact, what is the stated purpose of the amateur radio service? Mm-hmm. Regardless. Uh, now that I'm d- yeah, sorry <laughs> for the derail into some Canadian history. Now, now, dear, I think the problem was that the train was very much on the rail. Mm-hmm. Uh, sorry, I, just, I derailed this first. That's fair. Though apparently she did report, uh, she does report some sand and blazing sunlight on the frozen waste, even as far as she was in a Discord struck. So, here we are. Yeah. Um, I'm seeing a, one of these letters is, is really torn apart. It seems to be about Nightmare Night, but, oh, it's hard to, hard to read clearly. It's got something about wolves. I don't know. Mm-hmm. Um. Next, oh here, okay. Here's here's one that's that's intact. Um, uh, just heard about the sister who's social. I don't have siblings, I think, and so I can't comment too much on the relationship between Rarity and Sweetie Belle. Hmm, that I think is hovering. Me, yeah, this might just be another person who got these. Anyway, uh, um, sorry, I, I I got distracted for a second there. Yeah, uh, we're gonna wind up starting a support group for Isekai victims. I think. Well. Or at least yeah. like beating more often. Although, um <clears throat> it it does it does say here that uh from from our, our broadcast about Applejack, she's understanding not only why Sweetie Belle would want to have her sister, but also asking if Applejack is seeing anyone for, you know, no reason. Uh definitely not a disaster, Howling Gale. Mm. I see you. I see exactly what you mm-hmm. said there, Howling Gale. I'll I'll find out for you. Yeah, yeah. I, mean, I don't think she's dating anybody. I mean, except for like the main six being a polycule, yeah, yeah, but yeah. you know. Oh yeah, I mean, it I, seems a fairly open yeah, relationship. Like other than the fact that she is, you know, dating Rarity and Rainbow Dash. Yes. Uh, and finally, uh, the last one and most recent is Pokebars today. Apparently, oh, it got got teleported in. Uh, same day. Damn. Yeah. I'd say that's the the fast we usually get this sort of thing, but uh. I'm still not really sure how emails get turned into letters for us. Yeah, we'll we'll figure it out. Mm-hmm. I, uh, dear Rizzle Spark and Spilled Beans, I got your Pegasus right here. We can, in fact, fly with wet wings. The feathers repel water, but one, getting soaked hard enough, like heavy currents or especially driving rain, can make that hard. Two, floods are no joke, especially sudden ones for, resulting from broken dams. Even the most potent swimmers will get swept away by water. Add to Beans' comment, wings aren't too useful in water. I bet there's a pegasus out there somewhere with wings more like loons, but mine don't have much in common with waterfowl. 
As a result, depending on the situation, they either don't contribute much or make swimming harder, especially if you take a sudden surprise plunge and you haven't pressed them against your flanks first. I guess that makes sense, yeah. Now, because I know y'all aren't the sword to ignore folks, I'm going to go glide on down to Van Hoover while the weather is clear to strain things out with the post mare there. If they don't want to pick up mail from isolated drop bites at the edge of the northern waste, they shouldn't put one there. Into the mildless bale thing, Howling Gale, and, ah. Oh. Uh, well, Ms. Gale, it did work. Uh, hopefully you're hearing this. Yeah. Uh, and it's all thanks to the magic of amateur radio. Right? Uh, what a blessing. Uh, you, dear listener, uh, can learn more about amateur radio, uh, online at, uh, your, uh, your local radio society. It's like the ARRL in the United States, or, uh, you probably have one for your country or locale. Yeah. Uh, get- If it sounds like a cool thing, go look into yeah, it. Pass the test, uh, get your license, get on the air. It's fun. Uh, help me queer up the airwaves. It's a lot of old white dudes, mm -hmm. and you know what? I need some pony to talk to. Join me in sending my persona over the air. It's fun. Right? Uh. <sighs> yeah. Regardless. Uh, mm -hmm. thank you for your letter, Ms. Gale. And, um, that's about everything. Oh. Sorry, I got so distracted with this, this bundle. Yeah, yeah. But, you know, we got three letters. That was pretty... Well, okay, three, like, senders, I should say. Yes. You have anything else to say to or shall we sign off? No, I, I think that's everything. Really, we were hit by a horse wreck and get he's headed to Equestria? I have been Canterlot, Ponyville, and Amateur Radio's beloved Princess Graceful Spark. <laughs> you can find my writing programs, podcast posts, everything else is fit to plug at princess.software. Beans, beloved, where can we find you? Yeah, we're, we're still, still plugging at the system to get the whole Tumblr and, and Coast thing nicely set up. I mean, um, I, I do post on there. Like, I do post episode announcements yeah. there and stuff. Y yes, but, like, my internet connection to it is still mm -hmm. finicky. Because, god, I... Maybe I... I, I just, just killed the connection to, to Twitter, and, and, and it, it just broke my whole connection. I'm still working on it. Um, god, I'm gonna have to actually like go close that twitter account or something. I'll, I'll make it direct to two pages some something once i figure out how to get that all fixed again mm -hmm. um but if you want to find the part of my brain that is stuck here in equestria and probably is going to be much better at doing those can i send a letter that turns into an email to the parts of me that aren't stuck in here that sounds like even more work than just figuring out how to do it myself doesn't matter i'm sorry I I would I would hope that Bergeship listens to the podcast. Oh, that's a good point. She probably does. Um. Anyway, you can find me slash her work, uh, over at uh, Dracos dot art. D r a e k o s dot a r t. Hi, outside coast. This has gotten very strange and convoluted. Hey, 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 outside coast. If I if I kiss this used horn or ear, do you feel it? Here, I, I'm gonna try, and you can tell. You can email us to tell us if if you feel it. All right. Oh, that's very nice. Well, yeah, we'll find Dale. I guess the lore <laughs> just got even more convoluted. I. Uh, why did I bring this on us? Uh, <laughs> why did I do uh, this to us? I simply worked out a situation where I get isekai back and forth. I don't know why you did this. I, I got <laughs> hit by a truck. Do you think I had much time to make decisions? Uh, uh. Yeah, I'm making she decisions because I'm a woman, but you know. Okay, all right. That's horse. Decisions. <laughs> Bye, folks. <laughs> Bye. Bye. Thanks for listening. Mwah.
<laughs> I'd apologize, but I'm not actually sorry. Fuck. <laughs> <laughs>